Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. That's what I. That's what I just said. Ah, yes. Thanks for taking my opening. What a wonderful morning. Uh, I'm looking out the door, and it's it's bright and pretty and blue, and it's blue. And the birds are chirping. The space aliens are invading. I'm just kidding. There's no space invalens. Beep boop. <laughs> Maybe I'm the alien. Maybe you're the alien. Though, you know, it's crazy. It's great to know that, uh, you know, if aliens do land here, that we could maybe embrace them. But, uh, hi, everybody. That reminds me of a, um, that reminds me of a, um. A poem? A short story from Ray Bradbury called The Martian. About, um, it's from Illustrated Man. Have you ever read that book? I haven't, but I've read the Wikipedia page. There's a great short story about Martians coming and invading, but then the uh, the Earthlings, the Americans, just immediately start marketing them and start embracing them, and are just like spoilers. Hey. Like the, the well, okay, it happens fairly quickly. I'm not gonna say the ending, but it's really fascinating because it's just it it the the Martians like immediately are just getting like sold as like these sideshow things. Wow, that's... And it was supposed to be this, it was. Illustrated really? Man, uh, a, book. a book I need to uh, watch with <laughs> my eyes. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's, 2020. Te- that's technically that's true. All right. So speaking of watching with eyes, we're going to I'm going to I'm going to timestamp this. Yes. This is, we're, we're breaking president. Well, we do this. President. We've been doing this a little bit president. throughout the uh, quarantine, uh, which started at least for me, uh, March 13th, 2020. So today, right now started started for me March 3rd, whenever I. Had to come down and see you, and I was like, "Ugh, I got quarantine from this guy." Yeah, All right. <laughs> it just coincided that there was also a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I had my own personal quarantine. Sam, yes, every time Sam comes to see me, he has to quarantine because of cooties. He does it as yeah. a joke, <laughs> but it's gotten pr- pretty serious. Yeah, it's a really serious joke. Anyway, um, today, even though you're listening to this probably on next Friday, but um. Or this coming Friday. Right now, it is November sixth, two thousand twenty. It is a Friday, um, and right now, everybody, the president has not been decided. I thought last podcast we were gonna be a little behind, thinking you know, oh, this the president's gonna be decided by the time you listen to this. Um, but no, the president has not been decided. But good news, everybody. Georgia is up by a thousand and like nine hundred and seven votes for Biden. Yeah. And if people don't know about this, uh, because we have no true sponsors or people we have to pay money to besides this radio station, we're very much a Biden podcast. I mean, not Biden. Sorry, we're much a Democratic. We're a Democratic. Or I don't know. I don't know about you. I guess we're we're not Republicans. We're liberal. We're liberal. We're very much liberal. And I uh, I hate Donald Trump. There I said it again. Uh, well, we just listened. We just lost all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, oh, no, it's, oh, it's, it's also it's, 8 a.m. in the morning. We're doing this really early, oh, yeah. so things also could yeah, change. Yeah, Zach has meetings. Um, Sam has work. But no, it's... Um, it's really sad because um, 
it shouldn't be this close. I mean, the Senate, it seems like it's not looking great, and it really was, should have been a landslide. I mean, this guy is a, a devout racist and um, is currently claiming that he already won the election, mm. which is so far from the truth that it's completely illegal. But, you know, the thing is, is like Biden is not going to do any pressing of charges against Trump because Obama didn't do anything about, you know, the Iraq war whenever he was elected. What are you talking about? So I'm saying Trump is obviously doing stuff illegal right now. He's trying. He's he's trying. Well, there's the funny. No, he is. He is. Like this is not legal. Him well, he's, saying he's that he won to, states that the, he has not. The great thing is, is it uh, the courts keep going like this is ridiculous, Mr. President. Uh, I Mr. know. I'm not. I'm not worried that he's going to actually be able to do something. But I'm saying he himself is doing something illegal. Mm. Like he is trying to influence the election that has not yet been called yet. Now, the- and he's saying stop the counting, like. It's it's ridiculous. Well, also, it's, it's he's so, also saying it's do the counting is actually he's he's doing both in Arizona. Well, yeah, he, and it's funny. It's I just know. it's funny. He's like like count every vote in Arizona, and then in Georgia they're like stop the count, which is hilarious. It's it's they can't get their story correct. Yeah, uh, but uh, they are counting the votes uh, in Pennsylvania, which is where uh, I voted. Uh, Sam uh, decided to take the easy way out and vote in New York. <laughs> it's not the easy way. That out. is easy. It's just where I live. Well, I know, I know. I make it. I make fun. Though New York was obviously going to be. I know. I know. Democrat. I. I honestly, I didn't move to New York yet because I said I have an American duty to be that last vote. I'm hoping, like. The last vote is counted. And like, who's this? Who's this young whippersnapper, <laughs> Zachary J. Johnson Ferguson? Holy cow! Well, that's not you. I, I know it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna think it's me it's because someone I else keep... that comes out. He looks exactly like you, but like, Mini has like. <laughs> oh, he has a big. He has a huge nose, like a ridiculous. He has a huge nose and Roseanne. an eye patch, but he looks exactly like you. And he talks like a pirate, but he like a bad pirate. <laughs> he goes, "Arg me, mateys, I did it!" I... And they give him a billion. They give him a billion, billion dollars, dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. which would also be illegal. But. But the republic, <laughs> like as they're giving it, there's some Republicans on the stage that they're giving him money, and the Republicans all give him a swift kick to nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and he can't have kids. So he was like, "I wish I didn't have J H in my middle name yeah. or whatever." He's like, "I'm a mil- I'm a He's billionaire, like- but I have I have no sperm. <laughs> I can't bear children, and I hate to adopt." <laughs> This is all happening live on CNN. Yeah. I hate I, I hate, hate to adopt. I hate adoption. I hate you all. I was <laughs> I hate orphans. I hate Batman. He's an orphan. Please. <laughs> I hate orphans. I hate Batman. They're like, yeah, we're not gonna count this guy's vote anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now Trump won. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a crazy person. <laughs> 
Anyway, oh like we said, this is uh, we're this is happening at eight a.m. in the morning. I'm a little goofy. I didn't go to bed till like two a.m. Of course, I was watching. It's like one a.m. for me. Well, actually, I think I went to bed at like around three. Um, I watched a little movie last night called V for Vendetta. As sounds little. Yeah, it's a little movie. I know we're. Uh, you know what? I'll save this for the end. But uh, yes, it's eleven six. We don't know who's president yet, but eleven six. Eleven six, November sixth. Oh, yeah. I, yes. Uh, well, I'm saying eleven six because that's what I'm seeing on my. Um, I was looking at the time and I was like, "It's eight yeah. eleven. What are you talking about?" Um, Ugh, New York. Yeah, but New, uh, it's uh, yeah. That's, it's funny as well with New York that um, everyone's saying like, because like so like all the. Bure or boroughs of um, New York City voted blue besides Staten Island. Boo. Well, isn't that the prison also, state? I mean, isn't that where the, the prison is? Oh, the prison? Yeah. No, isn't there a famous not... Staten Island prison or? That's Alcatraz. Yeah. So all the prisoners voted uh, red. That's not. Okay. I'm talking about Staten Island. That's where Pete Davidson's from. Oh. And. <laughs> Oh, that's where the king of Staten Island. Yes. So Staten Island voted red and also Long Island voted red. Um, like all of Long Island. So you have Pete Davidson um, and then Long Island. They're, they just don't stop drinking Long Island iced teas. So they're drunk all the time. Yes. So that makes sense. Okay. That's the reason. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pete Davidson. That makes sense. Pete da- they're just like, oh, this kid came from Pete, uh, from this guy came from uh, from Staten Island. No, thank you. Ooh, he's a Democrat. <laughs> we'll vote differently. That's exactly why Staten Island voted red. Yeah, they're like... Because they were just like, Pete Davidson's voting blue, so we're voting red. They're so embarrassed at what came out of the... No, wait, did he actually come from Staten Island, or is he just the king yes. of Staten Island? Oh, my... He came from Staten Island. I don't. Why would I he know that? He came out of the bowels. I don't like. Of, here's the thing. Because th- that's one of his things. That's one of the things that people know him that's for. That's what he's, he he touts about he sh- his personality. He shits on. He shits on on Staten Island all the he, time. He shits on it. Why would he shit on it? He's from there. Oh, I get it. Because he's from there, he has precedence to shit on it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. You yeah. know why are we so cruel to the things that create us? Wow. Yeah. Like that should be the title know, of today's episode. People, That's going to be the title of today's episode. Exactly. You know, we we are created by our parents and we go through years of resentment of our parents. Uh for those who are religious, you know, there's those who are angry at God. Um you know, for doing what that guy or woman did. Um and now, and now Pete Davidson. Basically, it's the same thing. Pete <laughs> Davidson has become, it sounds like, an atheist for Staten Island. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Can you be an atheist? Wait, atheism only includes religion, right? I can't go like, I am an atheist against science. Like, if I was... Um, I am... That's I, a good... That's a good question. I am an atheist uh, towards unicorns. I am an atheist towards unicorns. Um, or like, what happens? I say I am an atheist against you, Sam, and then you disappear. 
oh, well, then you have superpowers. That'd be cool. uh, I'll be called Atheist Man. You know, so this is something slightly off topic, but I am re-watching, this is also something I'll talk about during the show, but I'm re-watching Buffy. Oh, and I didn't realize, I didn't realize that she has legit super, like, I don't know why I didn't really put it together that she had legit superpowers. Oh. I thought that I was... thought she was just like she was really strong. Really? Well, that, like, I mean, that's I was like, that's okay, I get it. You're strong. Well, I mean, but what she can, but she can like come back from death in ways that other people cannot. That's a superpower. Like, no, wait, no. If I remember correctly, Willow did it the first time. Uh, the second time, I think, was like a weird spell or something. Yeah, it's always been she she doesn't have superpowers. She just has friends who But she's able to survive. Maybe it's just the show. But she's able to survive like such vicious attacks. And like, I don't know. Well, I feel like there's little things that like it looks like she's dead. Like the, there's one scene where like the vampires drowned her mm-hmm. and she immediately jumps back and like is fine. And did she I just feel like did she have a quip? Anyways. Did she have a quip go like like you should have kept me under um, more, you bloodsuckers. <laughs> no, she said, like, I hate it when they drown me. Hmm, and that was her little... Do you think yeah, you yeah. would be friends with Buffy in real life? I don't think... You know, I don't think... Uh, this... Well, it's, I have... It's weird rewatching. this. It sounds like we're transitioning to, to our topic for today. We didn't even um, do news. Here, well, there's... I mean... Here's the, the news. The biggest news right now is... Well, I got, I got slight... Um, news. Um, the producers, Warner Brother apologizes uh, after the Witches movie starring Anne Hathaway uh, sparks black backlash from people with disabilities. Did you hear about this? No. So there's an uproar. There's a movie called The Witches directed by Robert Zemeckis, <clears throat> a guy who used to make good movies, uh, but... Uh, the main character in The Witches has three fingers, and she's portrayed as, like, disgusting. Like, she's supposed to be a villain. Um, And I guess the disability group uh, is offended by that portrayal. Yeah. I'm glad. I feel like the whole... um, Yeah, like, especially in, like... um older or i guess i guess to current movies like yeah anyone who's deformed is always depicted as like this this monster um as like the bad person which is just like that person needs help maybe they need uh, an extra maybe they should go get you know maybe they're they're just living their life and they're being so upset because they're being so abused for i haven't having... i haven't watched the movie but you know I think this is trying to be. I mean, this is a made off a remake called uh, yeah. "Witches" by Nicole Rogue, uh, the guy who did directed uh, "Don't Don't Look Now." Forget mm-hmm. his name, but um, we don't have we don't have our uh, our name checker at the moment. So yeah, anywho, he's too busy counting the polls in Nevada or the votes in Nevada. Mm. Uh, yeah, everybody I know right now are all uh, voter counters because mm-hmm. those are the kind of people I'm friends with. It is pretty crazy, though. Like, people who are counting votes right now in Nevada, in PA, or in 
oh yeah they're taking a while but also it's just like they're at the center of history man like they're uh they're doing the lord's work i hope literally the whole world is watching them i hope they aren't uh they're not um what's it called i hope they're not touting or being vain as they count like imagine them counting and like as they're counting they're like wow i am so cool right now i am counting and they're saying this out loud like they're they're just like putting it all in biden's thing meanwhile they're not even they're not even paying attention they're not even they're just like i'm so cool i am so cool i'm in history this is what is this a vote for me being so cool okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would be great Uh, i wonder you know i wonder if there's any spies in the counting like oh my dill who know i mean this is gonna take a while that's why i'm so happy at this moment in time um everything is going the way that i hope it is but who knows how long this is gonna be drawn out Hope yeah those spies i'm just saying like i mean it's we should know by the day i think like i don't know if anybody okay if i was the voting supervisor i would look out for anybody who's twisting their mustaches uh has a dog who like next to them who's going like (laughs) and has a big floppy hat you know what i'm talking about yeah basically anybody who looks like that bad guy from the wacky races if they have a there's a there's a guy from the wacky races i forget what his name is but he has that stereotypical like like man i will destroy sally uh racer or something like that <laughs> and then he always has a dog that goes <laughs> this would be see this would be a good snl sketch but snl is not good enough to do this kind of thing i know is there i i've I always wanted to check this out if there is a snl um Fun fact, there is there is a way to get into show business by ghostwriting jokes. Um, something I was surprised to see was um, Ben Schwartz. You know Ben Schwartz? He's the guy who um, played... Yes. Uh, yes, I know Ben Schwartz. Okay, for, for our listeners at home. He was in, he, he was he one was of in the, Parks and Rec. Yeah, he was one of the Sapperstein's. Um, um, anywho... Ben Schwartz, look him up. He's funny. Oh, he's Sonic. He's the voice of Sonic uh, right now. But anyways, yeah. he, how he slightly got into the business. One, John Ralphio. He's John Ralphio. John Ralphio. That's right. One of the ways he got into business was one, he was an intern for the UCB UCB in LA. But two, or was it New York? Anyways, he was an intern for UCB. But one of the other things he did was he uh, sent uh, David Letterman jokes all the time like he ghost wrote jokes and he would send them in and ever so often if i guess he liked it he would pay you money but he wouldn't like tell you that he wouldn't say like a joke and then be like and that was written by ben schwartz yeah but you get paid that that would be so funny though if there was a talk show in which you said jokes and then you gave the credit to whoever wrote the joke like imagine and that was a ben shorts original yeah imagine if like people are on stage and someone does like the who's line on uh who's line who's on first joke and then they like and like that joke was from abbott and castillo or what uh, whoever but actually 
in a way, and then they do the whole history of that. Did you know that they actually didn't create that joke? Um, it, apparently, it's a joke that was like super famous throughout the vaudeville yeah, community, I want, and I th- they were just the, it, they were the only ones who actually put it on film. And so back in the day, when people would ask, like, "Hey, how'd you come up with that joke?" they would be like, "Next question," because uh, the vaudeville people are outraged that they are the ones mm-hmm. to get credit. Also, I don't know if that's I. I'm not sure. Um, if that's happening, I mean that doesn't sound. That's not surprising, but well, yeah, I think yeah. every single stand-up or every single late-night show oh, that should is, that credit. is Abbott and Costello. Okay, good. They should credit um, every single joke, every single joke, and give the lineage of said joke. Um, they should. I think s- that's yeah. They should stop. I think that's what's. Uh, every time there's a meme that <laughs> comes out, they should go. Uh, Thank you all for liking my meme. Uh, memes were created in, I think, 2008. Uh, there was a cat, and someone put words over it. Um, Wouldn't that be funny if, like, the, the... So, like, I don't know, Conan starts doing this, and he and you realize that, like, 50% of his jokes are written in by, like, this old white woman from, like, Nevada, and it just shows a photo of her, and she's just, like, smiling and looks all peaceful and stuff. As he's saying, and it's this like, super that's sec- another <laughs> super like sexist and raunchy, or just thing. Like, yeah, stuff that's like super millennial, but it's just this from this yeah. old like peaceful white woman who yeah. bakes cookies, but she's writing jokes about Pete Buttigieg and and Pete Buttigieg. That's I I have a lot of Pete's on my mind. Anyways, that would be very comforting, but that transitions to our topic for today. Yes. Um, which is something that um, we thought I think we need right now. Yeah. So last week um, we did presidential elections as our movie topic, but this week, because of how stressful this week has been for our nation and really on our mind, uh, as Sam was about to say, uh, but we're doing comfort movies. Movies... That we believe, you know, you put on to kind of go, ah, oh, ah, oh, ouch, ah. Yeah, so that's one way to explain it. Uh, Apparently you're taking a dump while watching these movies. But I explain it as just movies that you put on that you know are going to be very peaceful. Like, you know you're going to like them. You've seen it a million times, and it just immediately gives you some comfort and um it's the old reliable and i feel like i said comfort movies and tv shows because i think for most people this is tv like people find comfort in tv shows more so than well not i mean this obviously not all times but i think people find because it's like continuous comfort and also tv shows are a little bit more uh a little bit you you dive a little bit more into like the characters and it's a little bit more it's consistent so i find tv shows to be more of a comfort thing i than movies. yeah i watch uh I, it's funny you say that i actually I, I wrote down only movies as my comfort but i can do uh, a whole bunch of tv shows tv shows really you know since this is a media podcast not just movies and tv i i've been watching okay here we are into the topic. I do actually a lot more YouTube stuff, but YouTube things of TV shows. 
Are you still into H three H three? No, um, I am way done. Um, and this is no offense to Ethan Klein, but uh, yeah. So if people, for true fans of our podcast, I think at the beginning of this quarantine or around April, I was introduced to H three H three production, which is hosted by Ethan Klein and uh, Hel- Hela Hela Klein H. I L A Hila uh Hila Klein and uh I thought they were really funny. I thought their stuff was good. Um and now I I I've it's they don't do any of the stuff they used to do, which was basically make fun of YouTube videos. They are now a podcast like you and I. Uh, and yeah, they, and they were a podcast at the beat. They they've been a podcast for a while. They they have been a podcast for a long time, but they've tra- transitioned solely into being a podcast. Um, I was gifted with a few H three H three YouTube things where um, there was a guy that uh, is just he's a real asshole, just horrible. He's one of those YouTubers who really take advantage of the First adv- uh, Amendment. If you will, um, Trump supporter, no doubt. A guy named Keemstar, uh, and H three H three made three videos. Three, one of them I think was like forty five minutes long, or something. But there were three videos just on this guy about how he's the worst person on YouTube, and should be kicked off. And guess what? He hasn't been kicked off. Mm. So a lot of. Good content didn't work, though. But, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of counts. So, like, stuff like that where I I also had a YouTube phase. And we could include this in, like, if whatever kind of media that you turn on. When I was in a sophomore in high school or a sophomore in college, every single morning I would watch a Casey Neistat video. And I remember Zach making fun of me for it. Yes. Um and now I'm glad I did H three H three. Well, no, you can't. I, see, my my love for H three H three was so short lived. I think that was three months where I was obsessed with it. I watched all his videos, and maybe that's why um, it, la- it lasted so short. As I watched all his videos, and then realized, oh, all I have left is his podcast, and I'm not a big fan of his podcast. I um, his podcast. HGHG's podcast is like three hours long. Uh, they do have guests, but they're guests that I really, I mean, all his guests are like gamer or YouTube people. And yeah, I don't really find them very fascinating. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I think he's for a younger age bracket. Um, <clears throat> what was I going to say? So what are so so what are some of the the movies that you find that comfort you? So the movies that really comfort me, I don't. Uh, these are the movies I could like throw on and really watch the whole thing. Um, is I, I have a few, and they're all like my top favorite movies of all time. Um, I could watch Back to the Future really anytime, um, which is a Robert Zemeckis film. Back when he, you know, I guess cared. And wasn't transformed by Hollywood. Uh, Caddyshack is another one. Uh, those kind of old 80s movies. And any early Pixar movies I found to be fascinating. That's a good one. 
Because, I mean, there there was, Pixar to me is almost like how I consider Tim Burton. There was a movie, I forget which movie, I maybe when they started making Cars movies, like Cars 2 or Brave. I think Brave was the first movie I was, I was, I saw and was like, ooh, wait, this, no, it was definitely Cars. Cars was the first Pixar movie where I was like, "Oh, this this is bad. Why this this can't be happening?" Uh, but yeah, wow, inc- Incredibles. I mean, Cars. It stinks. I mean, all you got going. Cars stinks. I think it stinks, and and it's sad for me to say that because that was Paul Newman's last film. Um, <laughs> Paul Newman, of course, being uh, from The Sting. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, oh, it's got a 7.1 on IMDb, Cars. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's definitely not one of the best Pixar movies, but it's it's not, I don't think it's horrible. I just think it gets worse and worse Uh, with each sequel. Not horrible, it's just, it's it's not a movie that I would put on my comfort list. Yeah, so like, with Pixar, I would say Finding Nemo, definitely, like the original Finding Nemo. Um, Bugs Life. I, I even like Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Bugs Life is a good one. I wouldn't even. I honestly probably wouldn't put Toy Story on there as like a comfort because I think it's stressful. You really love Toy Story too. I um I don't know if I'm on record for saying that, but I do. I I would say Toy Story one is Are better. Are you kidding me? I've no, wait seriously. I don't remember. We had this discussion. No, we had this discussion all the time what? when we were kids. Like, we would get into arguments about I would be pro Toy Story and you would be pro Toy Story 2. That is so strange. I do not, because I'm kind of the op. Uh, wow, no, I, I remember okay, this vividly. Fine. You, you know were, what? You were very pro Toy I, Story 2. I, I stand by that then. I, You know what? The more I think about it, I think Toy Story probably is the better of the two because you've, you've fleshed out the, the character. argument continues it's done and also no i mean one of my i mean there's, what i'm saying there's a lot of fun lines from toy story 2 where like i like it when uh stinky pete is like doing his thing and then what he goes like ah oh, you are like you are really a stinky pete and something about <laughs> woody's face <laughs> and also this was before i guess they figured out how to render or like completely make everything look like real um Toy Story 3 and then Toy Story 4 the animation looks beautiful and that doesn't cover me I I I got to tell you Sam movies cartoons I'm glad I lived in a time when animation was still uh crude and and not perfect Yeah you know what my favorite Pixar comfort thing is is that short where that little that guy is being chased by a bee a baby that is how does no, that No not the baby not the baby. The guy is like being chased <laughs> by, by a, a giant bee. bee. Oh, you mean the very first Pixar thing ever yeah. produced? Oh, yeah. You That's know my favorite. Uh, yeah. You know what really gives me comfort is uh, the, the the kiss, you know, or uh, uh, um, Kitten's Boxing. I- Einstein. Uh, Edison. Sorry, not Einstein. Edison. His, oh, like his Edison movies. movies. Yeah. I love watching. There's uh, There's such a good film uh you should watch it where this guy is playing a uh, viola or violin and a woman is dancing Thanks for yeah yeah 
Oh man, I'm like, yes, please. Don't give me any of this Avengers stuff. Something else. Yeah, man, we should. It's well, kind of crazy. There, you remember that one time that we unearthed that one podcast from 1860 or 1897? Yeah, that was crazy. Um, uh, I wonder may, if there's I, more. I actually, I've been. Could, um, yeah, I've been uh, 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 scavenging the the world. Um, I've been on like a few, yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, our first episode of this season, uh, was, uh, we unearthed a podcast, like apparently it was the first podcast, uh, and they knew it was a podcast where it was two guys, yeah. two brothers, kind of like Sam and I, um, and they talked to one of the Lumiere brothers and it was really cool. Lumiere, yes. And, yeah, uh, it was really... they were goofy and they, they made jokes and the guy Lumiere had kind of a, Kind of Lumiere. a French, yeah, Lumiere. He had kind of a French accent. Lumiere, Lumiere. Lumiere. Stop. Can you not say his name? <laughs> I'm say, you say Lumiere. Lumiere. It's Lumiere. 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 There, there. you go. Are you happy? Ha, oh, man. I'm I glad am I was. I'm not happy. <laughs> Lumiere. Anyways, so, um, yeah, no, ever since we unearthed that podcast, that original podcast, I've been scouring the world. Uh, going on expeditions, crazy adventures. Of, like, I've met uh, the Abominable Snowman. I've fought the Kraken. Uh, I met a beautiful woman. Uh, and that's an adventure called Love. Uh, and actually, I'm very, very close to finding a new, uh, a new one. I have a lock in possibly for... Um, <laughs> A podcast that was taken during the Apollo Theater, uh, where <laughs> Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> Wait, what? yeah, this is crazy. There was apparently <clears throat> these same guys are ancestors of these guys who did the Lumiere uh, podcast. Uh, Abraham Lincoln was doing a podcast when he was watching that show. <laughs> Wait, are they also called Two Thumbs Undecided? I think so. I've been. I, I think it's. I think it's called like two, two uh, steam pipe hat. It's undecided. <laughs> but it's crazy. And and here's the funny thing: is one of the one of the hosts of the show fought for the union, and the other one was a confederate. So. And All right. Well, we gotta put this on. Yeah. On, I'm, uh, I'm this close. I think I'm gonna have it by November, uh, by um, January first of next year. So it's crazy. Uh, so we can't have it sooner. Uh, we can. Okay, fine. Tell me a date to find it, and I will tell my expedition <laughs> team to. <laughs> Sounds go like this. you just don't want to bring it up. Anyways, we should move on. Yeah. We'll figure that out. Also, but that's coming soon. I also brought up this topic because because of the time. It's hard for. It's because of the time, but also I had a conversation about this with someone recently. Give us names. And it was... <laughs> don't give us um, names. You don't have to give me names. Please, for the I love... I think their name was... Betsy. Don't uh, give me It was Betsy. Oh, it was Betsy? Nice. Yeah. Hey. So you swore on her. Hey. Um, Ooh, yeah. But um, what was I going to say? You were having I, a... It's hard for... It's hard for me to have comfort movies. I feel like I rewatch, like maybe it's, I don't rewatch movies really. I tr like, 
when it comes to movies, there's, there's like a handful of movies that I've seen over and over and over, but even the amount of times that I've seen it probably doesn't compare with other people, how much they've seen there. Like last night I watched Amadeus, which I wouldn't say, <laughs> why is I make, why I'm making a face. a face. It's a great movie. It's just, I love that movie so much. And I, I always, I have a warm place in my heart or like what comforts me in life is when people tell me they watched good movies. Like I'm always disheartened whenever I'm at work and someone goes, "Oh, I watched um, Elmo's." Well, actually, that time or like a really cheesy, you know, movie. Like, oh, I watched Dawson Creek last night. I'm like, oh, okay, because yeah, but, I mean, the- to, to each their own. To each their own. But when you say that you watched uh, Amadeus, I'm like, this kid, he's got good taste. See, here's the thing: is I don't want to shame anyone on this show for liking what they like. I didn't. That's what I just said. So I, I, I'm I'm not shaming them, but my proclivities are: I do feel better when I hear that's that. An pe- intense word. Yeah, exactly. But I do personally. This is just me. I feel happier when I hear that someone watches something that's, uh, you know, that's considered not it. That's uh, something that's good. That's. Uh, yeah, unequivocally a good uh, piece of art. Well, anyways, um, real quick, I'm sorry. I, well, I'm so what? sorry. Okay, so I I know that people, um, you know, look. There are people who do look down on people who have bad movie or bad TV show stuff. But do you think there are people who have bad art in their house? Like what? I'm just thinking like there are there are art there are art collectors right like there is a antithesis on what is good art say like mm-hmm. the mona lisa is good art are there people who don't know what good art is and they have like really crappy art in their yes. house i i cannot 100 percent. i feel like i've seen that i want to be that guy who has like all he does is buy art from 90 year old women or like crappy art from you, you know that like one that one famous um you know like this is everyone knows this piece of art but it's an it's an old new yorker cover in which it's it has the hudson it's like a drawing and it has the hudson and then past it it's just like nothing it's like uh you know so it's like a um it was you know like this is just going to be between you and i but like you know the Tabuses, how they have like a giant, that giant yes, yes, poster in exactly. there. Yes, yes. So it's 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 a New Yorker cover, um, where it's like basically it's just saying like nothing is past the Hudson. Um, oh, is that the, what that's saying? Yes, like because the, all it is is like it's it's there's the Hudson. Are you saying and that's then a it's bad art? Like, no, I was saying I, this is more of just me thinking. I was saying. I had no idea that that's what that was saying until fairly recently. I didn't know what but that like, was saying either. Uh, and by the but way, it's just it's... also why is that? No, it's obviously saying that because it's it's the, the the phrase like nothing is past the Hudson or like you know there's nothing outside of the New York. Also, I don't know why that's what someone's taking away from that because I'm looking at the photo right now, um, and there's definitely stuff from beyond the Hudson. There's some land, but it's all. Yeah, but none of but it's, but you see how de- okay. I don't want to get into this. Th- that's what it means because it's very detailed, and like this is like the city, 
and then it hits the Hudson, and then it's just like lands, rocks, names. Also, it's like it doesn't matter. For people who are um, wondering, like, what the heck is he talking about? This is uh, something called the uh, view of the world from Ninth Avenue uh, by Saul Steinberg. Yeah. There you go. So, anyways, I was, it's not bad art. I was just, that's what that artwork means. Huh. Anyways, um, you were talking yes, with I'll... somebody about Pixar movies. I was not talking about Pixar movies specifically. I was talking about comfort movies and how I um, don't really have comfort movies because I was watching Amadeus and obviously, I mean, not obviously, but that is one of my favorite movies of all time. And I was so excited to watch it, but also feeling fairly anxious at the same time for a bunch of reasons. Um, And so I was excited to be like, oh boy, this movie is going to, you know, make me not feel anxious and but as I was watching it I couldn't stop feeling anxious so I don't know if it and but I think it is partially like films it's I don't know it's like I I watch films really to I like watching something new and I like that feeling of watching something new but I find it harder during times of intense anxiety to feel um anything to feel anything (laughs) to feel like to be wrapped up in a movie like uh, movies don't uh they don't provide like it's not a cure all like we're uh, feeling very down that's why i was saying tv shows i feel like are more better for people because you can just kind of like be numb to it you know the story and you it just keeps going and going and going but it's such a great story because, um, like, right now, Buffy is really the, the biggest comfort to me right now when it comes to, like, things that I'm watching. Um, at this moment in time, I really don't have any comfort. Uh, for a while, uh, I was watching – I like to watch cartoons. Cartoons, I think, are probably my most comforting. Uh, and I was, watch- I was re-watching a lot of – of uh, the misadventures of the marvelous misadventures of Flapjack. Do you remember that show? Of course you do. That is such a wacky show. And I I think it's hilarious, that show. Um, Mm -hmm. That show, to me, me is like the start of a lot of stuff where I think cartoons had a different vibe to it. You had, you know... You had this one generation of cartoons, and then Flapjack appears. And by the way, almost all the future cartoonists, uh, like popular cartoonists, came from that show. Maybe not Rebecca Sugar, who did Steven Universe, but you had you had the guy who did uh, Adventure Time, regular show, and Gravity Fall. All come, all came from that show. And wow. that's why, like, there's such a goofy weirdness to that show that is very, very prevalent in regular show and Adventure Time. Less so than Gravity Falls, but... Um, I just like the one line where the guy comes in and he's like, that was a yes to a no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of lines with that where I thought was... Oh, that was another thing. I, I know uh, Ren and Stimpy capitalized it and... Uh, SpongeBob also like redid it, but something that 
uh, Flapjack did almost every episode was the where someone would be like, hey, look at this. And then like it would zoom in on their face and it was like a super detailed like thing of their face or like their feet. And yeah, yeah. you should check this out, everybody at home. But it's <laughs> Knuckles, who is one of the characters played by Brian Mur- Murphy, uh, Brian Doyle Murphy. Uh, he he's like looking at this dog, and he's like, "Oh, dog, you don't pr- impress me. Like you may have fooled Flapjack and this other woman, but you can't impress." Me. And then the dog does a backflip, <laughs> and then it just cuts immediately to a super detailed <laughs> thing of his face. And it's he's like, whoa! <laughs> that stuff cracks me up. I, so, it's the editing. I think it's the editing and the visuals that add to it. That and I think that's what. Yeah. I don't know. Someone needs to write a book about it, but maybe it'll be me. I'll write the book. But there's something about the editing and pacing that is so different in, say, Flapjack, regular show, and Adventure Time. That uh, I hope there's more cartoons like it. Yeah, those kind of things are definitely comforting. Um, I, um, I also like so some people like another comfort show. People always talk about Office or Friends as being like comfort shows. Yeah, that used to be a comfort show, and then they took them all off of Netflix. Office, yes. Office is off of Netflix. Yes. Where is it? It's uh, probably on Hulu or on their their streaming site. <gasps> mm. Oh boy. What? <laughs> Nothing. I just got a message um, from a friend uh, for a T-shirt that I may have to purchase. Okay, I don't care that. Yeah. Anyways, I was I was thinking more about because as we were watching, part of the reason I was feeling so anxious when I was watching Amadeus is there was this dude who. I'm friends with, but he is on his phone way too much when he's watching movies. And he was just on his phone like half the time looking at stuff. And then he was like, ooh, binds down by only 3,000 oh, votes in Georgia. See, okay. You, you, you got to, during these precedent times, you kind of have to, I, I, I wasn't too much like that. I, because we're actually getting into this section, I watched yesterday because it was uh, November 5th, I watched V for Vendetta. Uh, which actually is, I don't know, maybe it was the crowd I was with, but like I actually thought it was really good. It's, it's Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about Guy Fawkes Day. Well, yeah, I have a friend who <laughs> loves that um, whole thing. But um, it's a good movie. Um, my only qualm with it is it's super fast-paced. Like, it, it doesn't really leave... It, there's one scene where it kind of leaves you a little bit time to think, but... If you even blink for a second, you'll miss something. Um, hmm. But it's a good movie. Uh, I, I, it's not a movie I would say a comfort movie, but if you're having a, a gathering, I would say that's a good movie. But um, so what about I was on my comfort phone movies? Bit. So to tie this up, what about comfort movies? What in something that gives you comfort? What gives you comfort the most? Comfort in movies or TV shows? Uh. uh Quick, snappy remarks, not sassy, but like uh, characters who have uh, quips or the the creator of the movie or TV show um, has quips. 
So once again, I watched Flapjack because I knew that I was going to have, I was going to see a ridiculous close up. And it's always followed also by like, sometimes they'll like, like, hey, look at me. Look at my face. And it will do the zoom in and it's super ugly. And then it will have like a guy go like, oh. <laughs> see, that makes me laugh. And oh, you know what's also comforting to me is shortness. Because at this moment in life, or at least during the day, I'm very busy, and I want short, 15-minute, maybe 20-minute things. Like, I've been trying to watch Fargo, but that's an hour long. See, I think a lot of people, outside of you and I, but I think a lot of people find comfort in rom-coms because it is, you know, something that everyone wants. They want to find true love. And it's funny. It gives you that funny quirkiness, but it also is, um, it's also, it's also, there's a happy ending in which they find, you know, the gorgeous guy and the gorgeous woman get together. So like, I mean, I was talking with the person I was talking with, she really liked Pride and Prejudice was her comfort. Uh, that in Moonstruck. Moonstruck is a, is a big comfort movie. I love Moonstruck. Um, See, I love Moonstruck. Uh, that's a comfort movie to me too because it's so ridiculous. I, I love movies that are ridiculous. Like who would fall in love with that character? <laughs> like only share in the eighties would love a like hey I'm like Nicolas Cage. He does this weird thing. No wait no sorry that's Kiss with a Vampire. Uh, Vampires Such kisses. A good movie. But like he's like my hand. They took my hand. Share. I wish he said share. And I also, wish he broke character and he, then just they kept it. He's a guy who cries at operas too. I I haven't I would seen have it gone, enough to I've you haven't seen Moon you are dating a I haven't woman seen it loves, enough. You should watch it. Enough. Um the, guy, the other one is Harry Mitz Harry Mitz Sally is a big comfort. I think that is probably, but I've only seen that like twice. But that's probably see more that movie's stressful. I, maybe it's just really? from my, yeah, because yeah, they fall in love, and then they fall out of love, and then they fall back in love. I hate the whole transition. Um, not it's not a bad scene, but I hate seeing uh, um, Bill Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Right? Yes. Uh, I I hate seeing them fight. I'm like, get along, you two. Like at least with Moon, Actually, yeah. at least with Moonstruck, when Nicolas Cage and Cher break up for like a second, it's too ridiculous for me to to take seriously. So it sounds like for you, comfort comes in comedy. Comedy for or, me, um, non-reality. It's comfort, and that's why I think it's really just like the things that I think of that have given me the most comfort over the years are stuff in which there's a small, tight-knit group of friends, like three or four people, who are just... One's like the funny person. There's like the funny... Funny fat one? There's like the, the funny you're gonna fat say? one. No, I was just going to say like Xander, for instance. Oh. Like someone who's like the funny guy. There's like the, the, the main kid. Like the, but they all are so tight and friendly. And like the, it's like they're... Like, a perfect friendship that they never and it's that but it's also like i'm just describing buffy really but it's i also found it in harry potter 
like Harry Potter, I'd say is a comfort to me, like the, the, the um, movies and the books. Yeah. No, I was um, about to say what you were describing sounded exactly like Harry Potter, you know, and I think that's a great formula is if you wanted to get into show business, I think that is a great, um, Formula, you got the bumbling fool. You got to have a bumbling fool. You can't have three <laughs> serious See, people. You're, like, have, you're analyzing this too much. I'm saying I. it's not necessarily about like you got to have the bumbling fool. You have to have the, the hero. You have to have the – I'm saying it's just I like having a group of small friends who I like every single one. And that is my, and then I see them like grow and develop and like overcome interesting. I mean, it has to be an interesting movie. Like if it was just a group of friends who just bopped around and like became like a professional beatbox. <laughs> that sounds <something>. great. <laughs> um, no, no, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see that. I love something like they're wizards. They're, they're, you know, fighting, fighting off so demons. You, it sounds like you like, uh, like magic. I guess maybe three uh, a group th- of friends who like magic. I'm trying to think is of my comfort. Has is there a TV show where there's three group of scientist friends who are trying to cure, you know, polio? Like I would love that. What I, I would love. What that. happens in behind the scenes of uh, polio? It was like, like it was Jonas Salk and two other friends. One was like the nerd, <laughs> and the other one was like the doof the doofus. I also think it has to do with going back to me. I think it has to do with being from like being in high school. Like if it was just like three friends who are like, you know, 20 somethings living in New York or something. I don't I don't really necessarily like that. I like the 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 isolation. As do I. And like also also the shared like the the universal um, what's a collective conscience of being in high school. Like I feel like everyone kind of has that the same high school feelings because it's like if 20 somethings living in new york versus 20 somethings living in montana or living in even in la i feel like it's different like it's there's things that i'm i wouldn't really relate to but everyone understands what it's like going through high school i think that's kind of the same across the board um high school it's weird that you said that because high school uh tv shows or whatever uh, don't do it for me anymore that's why i've been reluctant to go back to um to buffy i don't know at this moment in my life i'm like high school was too good like i loved high school but i don't want to be one of those people and I'm not saying I'm not saying this is you at all, but I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those people who be like, yeah, high school was great. See, I had a it was the greatest not a great time. I had not a great time in high school, so I think it was something that has scarred me. I I think and I, it still scarred me. So I'm like still hold on to like I love because I remember when High School Musical, those movies were coming out. I loved it for the same reason. Like those were also comfort movies to me. Guy it wants was like, to sing. It was a small, tight new gr- group of friends who did interesting things, and maybe uh, I should watch Euphoria. Although I think that that Euphoria. show is a lot darker. What the? Oh, Euphoria, right? Um, yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> I um, I also agree that I love. Um, not Perks big, of Being a Wallflower. Great movie. I love that movie. That movie is basic. To me, that was my high school. I, like When I saw yeah. that, I was like, oh, holy 
schnazbits. That's that's me. By the way, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I said, "Holy schnazbits, that's me." Um, also, to timestamp us in uh, reality, like what's going on right now, uh, Joe Biden just took the lead in Pennsylvania. <gasps> really? Yep. He is. Oh man. And actually, by a little bit, he's by uh, he's up by like around six thousand votes. And we wow. got five. Yeah, we got five percent of the votes left to count. Oh my dill. Which they've. That's uh, so great. That is fantastic. So. Uh, right now, everybody, Pennsylvania and Georgia are both Biden by that very, is... very small margins. But uh, but I mean, it keeps going up it, and it yeah. keeps being Biden. And because uh, thank you, Donald Trump, for telling uh, people, your voters to not do mail in ballots because uh, <laughs> the rest is mail in. <laughs> everything is mail in. Yeah. So thank you for uh, <laughs> making your own coffin. That is. The, yeah. Like they said that like on on whatever on i think cnn the like trump was just like well why or someone said like well why are all these votes democrats like they think it's some kind of I you know scandal or something and it's like we know why it's all mail-in because you told your supporters he told not them, to mail things in he told them for <laughs> months not to do it and they listened because yeah oh I, and which makes me realize i should have not been because on uh uh, on election day that was the night that me and my roommates were like we sat around the tv we were watching it and that was not the good time to celebrate or whatever uh, because election night was horrible what's crazy is i got so drunk on election night yeah same here and i just but i didn't pay attention i did it to purposefully not pay attention oh to you didn't even on. oh see we um we all were I, I had I actually I should take a photo of this, but I was recording how many beers I had. I uh, at the end of the night I had thirteen beers and two shots of Belvedere's. And weirdly I enough, just, I woke up the next morning uh, feeling all right. I still feel sick. I mixed a lot of different drinks. Yeah, vodka. Um, yeah, I could not have survived the night. But no, that was a bad night right. to drink because. Well, that's great. That that's that's a good way to end because yeah. we're running out of time. Okay, um, that's a good timestamp. Um, but to next, uh, next when you hear this, hopefully, uh, yeah. things keep going well. And I hope this podcast um, to you is a comfort. I hope someone I hope so out there says in their podcast, like you know what gives me comfort? Two thumbs undecided as these guys <laughs> bumble through an episode. All right, that's it for today's show. Um, uh, stay clean, Spider Man. All right, and stay winning, Spider-Man. Yes, stay. Let's say it together, Sam. Stay Stay winning, winning, Spider-Man. Why do you do this to me? (laughs) 